Okay, welcome to Pop Tea. So the power of the patient voice in radiation therapy, episode three. My name is Claire Poole. I'm an assistant professor here at the discipline of radiation therapy. Welcome today to Professor Laure Marignol, who is a professor in radiation biology in the discipline of radiation therapy. And we are delighted to have her here today. She drove the creation of our research group, which is known as Applied Radiation therapy research. Um, And the aim of this group is to improve radiotherapy, radiation therapy for cancer patients in the healthcare system through research and education. So welcome, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Claire. So today uh, I was going to just look at, um, well, how did you create this group? And you might just explain to us why research and education are such an important part of our focus here at the university. Okay, so when we when we start working in university, really our first um, job would be to educate pay, to educate students. But in in doing this the best we can, it's really important that we are in tune with what's happening in the field, with the latest advances, and that we actually participate in finding solutions for all the challenges that that might be happening when uh, we treat cancer patients with radiation therapy. About 10 years ago, we realized that we all had very different strengths in our discipline and that we had different interests that spanned very technical aspects, biological aspects, uh, patient education, uh, and the healthcare system as a whole. And we decided uh, collectively that um, we could create a really powerful research group that could work to address all of the issues that we might hear that affect patients and clinicians in radiation therapy. So really, that is why we we created our research groups. It was to bridge what we can do from the knowledge that we have and the training we have and the experience we have of of teaching students. And the two are really, really important that they work together because we need to be able to teach students, you know, the latest treatments available. We need to teach them to be curious about what might need to be improved. And then we can only do this if we ourselves are really uh, aware of what's happening in, in the field of radiation therapy. So for all those reasons, we decided to create the art group and we've been very successful uh, since the creation in addressing a lot, a lot of uh, questions that are outstanding. And now in this process, we are involving patients. We are um, therefore uh, inviting patients, the public, their carers to come and speak to us to really help us ensure that what we do really aligns with the experience that they may have when they have radiation therapy. And I suppose from your role, both as a leader and as a researcher, what has your experience been with patients? And, you know, just, I suppose, to show people what things we have achieved with the patient's voice and their families and carers already. And and I suppose what what we hope to do um, moving forward as well. Yeah, so really since we, we started to uh, listen to patients, our work has been transformed. I'm a biologist by training, a radiation biologist, so I will typically work in the lab on, on little cells and, and try to test new treatments. And I will be honest, at first I was thinking, mm, what what can, can a patient tell me about this this biology work that I'm doing? But since then, what I've learned is that in listening to these patients and their families, I was able to really understand which 
type of patient, perhaps my work is most likely to, to help. So it helped me refine the, the questions that I, I need to try and test in my in my lab. And that's really invaluable because if you develop a, a really, really uh, advanced a new treatment or new test, but it's not meeting what patients need, then it's a waste of, of our source and time. So this for me has been the biggest learning. What we've learned is also that generally we can be a little bit disconnected in that what we feel is, is a high priority because of the scientific knowledge we have of our own experience can be not necessarily what patients view as, as a priority. And an example of that was when we uh, began to try to understand why some patients didn't maybe receive radiation therapy when they should have. And uh, we discovered that the, the barriers or the reasons behind that were not necessarily, for example, that they were afraid, which is what we, we thought it was. Yeah, and in fact, it was um, a combination of different factors and um, so I think this is really, for me, has grounded the, the reason why it's really, really important, no matter what work we do, that we connect with, with the people we're trying to help and, and make sure that we work together to get the best solutions to the outstanding questions that we have. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I totally agree. And thanks for your honesty there. Sometimes I do think as researchers, we don't always see initially but the, as you say the more we've worked in this group we've seen that actually the patient voice their lived experience and sharing that with us is so important um, and this is why we're uh, forming this group and you highlighted the importance of them currently and what do you see maybe as the future and how if anyone was interested feed into this often? yeah I think I think at the moment you know anyone that has had some experience related to radiation therapy for themselves or someone that they know or someone in their family, I think they need to, oh, first of all, not be afraid to take part. I think anyone has something to contribute, even if you don't have a, a good scientific background or you don't understand research processes. That really is not that important. I think what's important that you share what you've experienced, what you see has went well, was you know needed of improvement, and sometimes it's a tiny little thing that you might say that could have a big impact, not necessarily the big ideas. So I would encourage everybody to come forward and, and, and speak to us. I think it's, it's, uh, it doesn't require any skill except being able to communicate. I think everybody can gain something. I mean, my last experience speaking to patients was extremely positive. And at first I was thinking that I would not be able to say anything. And I just felt, you know, a little bit out of place initially uh, amongst all these patients that were going through this very difficult time. But in the end, I think what happened is that I was able to recall when I was a patient at some point in my life. And what we discovered is that a lot of the uh, issues or worries sometimes can be a little bit similar in when you put yourself in that that position of being a patient. So it's really an exchange of everybody's partners. And there's no such thing as I know more than you on this. And, you know, you you possibly can't contribute. It's, it's not the point. It's trying to just have a conversation and see what can come of it. Yeah, I know that's very important. And I suppose even just to say, you know, you can come and 
speak with this, but you don't have to stay. You can come and go as as you please. And if anyone is interested, they can email me at poolc at tcd.ie. And also um, there'll be a link at the bottom of this podcast also. I think you've probably addressed this. So we talk a lot about research and, and you spoke there about um, students, but I suppose one of the the problems in radiation therapy is our image. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think also patients really have an important role and their families and, and the public as well in promotion. And maybe you could share with them and some of the work that we've done about this and um, a role, I suppose, that we see for the future in the, that as well. Yeah, I think we, we're very interested in understanding why perhaps some patients might not get radiation therapy when it's indicated for them. I mean, I think not everybody can get radiotherapy, that needs to be said. But if you are candidates, we're trying to understand why perhaps in some cases it doesn't happen. And there the patient's voice has as a huge place because we need to advocate and perhaps explain a little bit more to everybody how the treatment works, that it really can save lives, that it's not dangerous as perhaps might be perceived. And we can only do this if if patients themselves that have gone through it can tell others, well, look, I did it and it was actually okay. Or yes, this was a little bit scary, but I was able to understand um, that aspect and, and then it was it was fine. So there is a huge role for patients to to work with us to yeah to spread the word or to you know make sure that anyone that needs to make that decision or needs to receive this treatment can do so with the best experience um possible and that that comes from communicating and speaking to people that have done it before or people that administer it or people that train people to do it that's that's kind of a collective effort so i really hope that um people listening will feel that they can come and talk. And I think to come back to what you said earlier, is it's not about giving it a huge amount of time. You can even just come and listen the first time to see what it's all about. You don't necessarily have to contribute. But I guarantee, I would be very surprised if if you came, you wouldn't end up saying something because we all have something to say. Very, very wise words. <laughs> um, and just on a final note there, I suppose, if, um, and I think you've covered some of this, if people are listening today and they're not sure if they would like to be involved or they think it's too difficult. I suppose, what's your main advice um, to anyone today listening? I think if anyone is not sure, and uh, the first thing would be to contact us or, or you, whether to ask whatever question they might have, or perhaps just come along on the day, sit in the back and observe if, if that's what you feel and then you get a sense of what's what it's about and you can decide then if it's for you and it's not and even if you come once and you contribute you're not going to be chained to us you can decide to, to leave at any time it's really we're doing this it has to be enjoyable you have to do it for the right reasons and we're never going to force you to do something that you're not willing or comfortable doing I think that's very important to say. Thanks, Laura. So it's given us that um, uh, image. And I suppose, you know, research, education, promotion and awareness, as Dr. Marignol was saying, that we can, um, can't do that, I suppose, without the patient's voice. Um, we, will, we are welcome to anyone. So thank you for uh, sharing your experience with us today. You're welcome.